This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Harry Morton is the founder of Lower Street. Lower Street helps ambitious companies and consultants launch and produce next-level podcasts for their business. Harry, welcome to the show. Hi, Mark. Thanks for having me. I am so glad you're here because I really love, I geek out talking about podcasts. This is like episode 892 I've released, so I love the, the whole podcasting platform. Yeah, clearly. You've, got a, you've, you've been bitten by the bug, no doubt. Yeah, I'm still a rookie. I told you before we started, I'm still a rookie. I don't know what I'm doing yet, but uh, some of my listeners go, yeah, just keep it that way because we love your, 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 authentic, your authentic rawness, I guess. And, you know, I want to start off with, with some stats that I want because a lot of people are getting into podcasting right now and they're getting in it for the wrong reason. They're getting it for the money. It should be a lead magnet. I want to know your thoughts on it in a second. But there's about 4.4 million podcasts in the world today, and I want two sobering thoughts I want the listener to understand. Number one, mm-hmm. it's estimated that 44% of those have less than three episodes. And the other one is around 68% haven't been updated in 90 days. Now, obviously, I don't qualify for either one of those deme- uh, statistics because I release an episode every day. So let's talk about if you want to make a comment of those, of those uh, statistics or if you want to talk mm-hmm. about getting into podcasting for money, which is the no-no. Sure. Yeah, no, I think the, the stats are really interesting. I mean, we saw the most number of podcasts, new podcasts ever last year. Lockdown kind of moved a lot of people um, to to think about uh, getting into podcasting. And I think that, yeah, that stat that you mentioned of a lot of people kind of they start and then they they quit. That's a really common thing. It's very easy to get excited. Oh, I'm going to do this podcast with my friends. We're going to grab some beers and talk about sports or whatever. And then, <laughs> uh, and then maybe that the kind of enthusiasm wanes when you don't get the listeners you were hoping for. And I think that that's, that's one thing that people are discovering is that there's never been a better time to start a podcast because there's so much opportunity. There's so many new listeners out there. It's so easy. The tools that are available make it very easy to produce. We're sitting here talking on Zencaster, which is an amazing platform. It makes it really easy to record studio quality audio um so there's it's never been a better time but that also means it's never been a better time for everybody else so you've got lots and lots more shows for people to listen to uh, and so standing out above the, above the crowd uh definitely becomes difficult so i think what a lot of people do is they they try it they say oh this has been fun but you know we're not getting the listeners we were wanted and, and kind of fade out and i think what we've seen over the years is that folks that stick to it like your good self mark um see the rewards over time like it's not something that delivers returns straight away you're not getting thousands of listeners from episode one but you know you give it a year give it two years give it three years and actually you can really develop a really you know loyal uh, listener base um even if the numbers and by the way many of the people that we work with they they might not have hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands or even thousands of listeners uh, but the ones that they have are like really sticky and they're really real fans of, of what it is that they're doing and that's a really powerful thing so so yeah uh, um that yeah that's that's what the stat is and i think that a lot of people can look at the number of podcasts that are out there and be put off but i think actually there's plenty of room for more i mean if you compare it to to youtube for example mm-hmm. no one's saying there aren't too, there are too many youtube channels and there are 10x 20x i don't know how i don't know the stats on it but many 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 uh, times more uh, YouTube channels and there are podcasts. So I think there's plenty of room for, for growth here. I remember um, when I released my uh, podcast, July 7th, 2017, thanks to Gary mm. Vaynerchuk, because in the summer, in the spring of 2017, he said the future is voice and audio. Everyone should have a podcast. And I remember saying to myself, why well, listen to podcasts because I'd be a podcaster. Well, I used to be a radio DJ back in the day. So it was not that difficult awesome. to do. But when I released my first podcast, I got like, I think 75 downloads. 
And I'm like, I know I downloaded it and my wife and my cousin, who are these other 72 people? And I was just thrilled because I'm like, there are people listening to my show. And, and here's the thing. One of the things that I struggled with in the beginning is I was looking at Joe Rogan, Tim Ferriss, Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm -hmm. Those are outliers. Most people are not going to get a controlling downloads per episode. Right. They're not even the 1%. They're the 0.0001%, you know, like, uh, definitely they're the outliers. Uh, and, and like I said, I think you don't need millions of listeners to have a really successful podcast that is impactful to you, but also the people that are listening. Um, you know, you can have 10, 20, 30 listeners, uh, and really be producing something that's of value to, to folks and, and, and that deserves to be out there. Um, and I also think just from a business perspective, if we are thinking about, you know, podcasting in a support of, some sort of revenue generating venture. Well, uh, you know, a lot of the, like I said, a lot of the clients we work with, they, they might have audiences that are tiny, like hundreds of people that listen to each episode. Um, but because of who those people are, uh, they, they are hugely valuable. So for example, I don't know, they might be CEOs of, of, of the kinds of organizations that the company that's producing the podcast wants to be in touch with. Um, and so that a relationship with that kind of listener is, is, is hugely valuable. So I think, um, yeah, it's not all about numbers. Um, but it's, uh, but it's, it's definitely, uh, a hugely enjoyable kind of medium to be putting content out in. And I think, uh, you know, if you, if you feel like you'd enjoy being behind the mic, it's something that everyone should give a shot. I see a lot of people go into podcasting as we alluded to a few minutes ago for the money and they want to start selling ads right away. And I'm like, you have no listeners. Right. Y- yeah, you, exactly. you can't, you know, like you mentioned, podcasting is the long game. So in my yeah. podcast, I have a couple of mid rolls they are like 15 seconds. I'm sending sure. people to my website because I know mm-hmm. someone's going to listen to my podcast and hire me as a one-on-one coach. That'd be great sure. if they did. The reality yeah. is they're going to go, Oh, he's on TikTok, or he's got an email newsletter, something that's free, something they can dip their toe in. So I don't outrightly sell in my show because I used to, and it didn't work. It never worked. People who are listening to a free podcast are not going to fork over a couple thousand dollars to hire you. Very rarely is that ever going to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. We can't say it'll never happen because, you know, in some cases it can, but uh, that's not something that you can, you can bank on. And similarly, you can't bank on monetizing your podcast really in any way from the get go. Um, it's, I think a lot of people come to us with that expectation and sadly it's, it's, it's not the truth unless you are, you know, a Joe Rogan who, who comes with an enormous audience or, uh, you know, a pre-existing audience, um, or you, you just have some incredible explosive growth in your, in your podcasting journey. It's very, very difficult to come out the gates with sponsorships. Um, so I, I think it's really important to understand that, yeah, it is a long game and it's about really kind of understanding your, your listener and producing the kind of content that they need so that it will organically grow. Um, unless you've got tens of thousands of dollars to throw at it to kind of aggressively grow at the start and build this brand, um, very, very quickly. Uh, so for, for most folks, the, the, the best route is to, is to kind of take it slow. The other thing that you've mentioned is that actually, you know, you don't necessarily, so the, 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 the most obvious and kind of, um, the, the, the method of monetizing podcasts that is most predominant is obviously from sponsorships. Uh, but what you've mentioned is you're able to push people towards other m- means of the way that, that people can kind of be in touch with you and learn about you and understand what it is that you offer so that they can ultimately kind of hopefully work with you. That's the, that's the, the best way that folks can be monetizing their podcast early on, I think, is uh, through services and, and other things that they provide to their audience themselves rather than getting third-party sponsors. Because unless you've got tens of thousands of listeners to your show, it's going to be very hard to to generate enough income from spons- sponsorships alone. Whereas, as I mentioned, if you have a really tightly focused audience, 
um, which, by the way, doesn't have to all be CEOs of podcast, uh, CEOs of, of companies. It could be, you know, whatever industry you're in. If you have a really tightly focused audience, you know, if you have something of value to provide to them that, that they'd be willing to pay for, that's a much easier way to sort of uh, generate some revenue from the show. So, um, yeah. And what's interesting is if you look at, you know, as you build your business or brand, it all comes in the funnel. The bottom part of the funnel is all the free stuff, the podcast, the email, newsletters, the social media. Most people are going to come in the funnel that way. Very Mm -hmm. few people go to the top of the funnel or the bottom of the funnel, whichever way you're looking at the diagram. And so what I think is most effective, people are trying to figure out the algorithms on social media. I'm just saying, look at just give value. Just serve from your heart. Just be authentic. I've done that with my podcast for over four years, and that resonates with people. People don't want fake people. Joe Rogan, one of the most popular, successful podcasters in the world. If you ever listen to his show, he's Joe Rogan. He is the same person on his show as he is in public. Don't have a persona like you're this different person. Be real. I remember a couple, I think about a couple years ago, I... Announce my audience. I'm going to start going after A-listers like Mark Cuban and Elon Musk and stuff like that. And mm. several of them wrote me and said, don't do that. I can't relate to a Mark Cuban. He wrote, he owns the NBA uh, Dallas Mavericks. How can I relate to that? I want to hear people who are just a little bit ahead of me. And I thought that Absolutely. was so interesting. They want people they can relate to. I 100% agree. And I think that just feeds into the point that's so important, which is really understanding the audience you want to reach. So I think a lot, a lot of the challenges that folks face when they, when they launch podcasts is that they will develop this idea. They say, cool, I'm so excited to produce this podcast. I want to talk with my buddies about baseball or whatever it is. Um, and they go about setting up that podcast. And then once they've started to create that content, they're like, cool, okay, now we've got the show. How do we find listeners? And that's fine. <laughs> Excuse me. But the much more effective way to approach that is to say, cool, who do we want to serve? What's the audience we're looking to to reach? What do they need in their life? And sure, they might be baseball fans, but how do we, how do we determine exactly what angle we should take on baseball? Do they want like, you know, do they want comedy sport, you know, like just folks talking funny stuff about sport? Do they want like real in-depth in analysis? Do they want kind of news and the latest injury stuff? So it's super, you know, um, the most up-to-date kind of information source, whatever that is, you know, whatever that angle is, we need to find out from the listeners what they want. And then we can say, cool, this let's make it for them. Um, if you come at it from the other angle, it's much, much harder because you're what you're trying to do is say, cool, I've got this product. Who wants it? Mm. That's much, much harder to do. Whereas it's way easier to go, cool, here's an, here's an audience. They're clearly saying, this is the kind of thing that they need. Let me make that for them. And then go and say, hey, I made this for you. You know, you should check it out. Um, so I think that's a, the, 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 the approach to take. Hey, you listening to the Mark Jachowski podcast. Thank you so much for doing so. I really appreciate it. But are you a Mark Jachowski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter, and you can sign up right now by going to mrproductivity.com. M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Yeah, a prime example is Apple. I mean, nobody realized they needed a thousand songs in their pocket when the iPad iPod came out. Nobody mm-hmm. knew. And so uh, Steve Job, he was such a brilliant visionary. He said, you know, people are, you know, they, they love music. And how can I solve this purpose? And so when he released it, people go, I didn't know I needed that. And it sold billions because he knew what they wanted. He he, he didn't go up there and say, hey, what do you want? He, he talked to him. He listened to him. And he found out what they wanted. And I think a lot of people, I mean, you come up with your topic for your podcast. Okay. You come up with the topic. 
but you got to make sure number one, you're having fun with it. You got to make sure you love the, the topic. So I don't yeah. love politics. I'm not going to come up with a political podcast. Okay. I don't care sure. if it's the hottest thing in the world. I would be but utterly bored and probably frustrated and angry. So right. the first thing you got to come up with a topic that you love that you could talk mm -hmm. about all the time. Now I'm known as Mr. Productivity and I always talk about productivity, but about about a year and a half ago, I said, you know what? I want to make the Joe, the clean version of Joe Rogan. And so mm -hmm. what I mean by that is I don't get his numbers and I don't have a billion dollar contract with Spotify. But what I do have is I have great guests like you. So I don't always talk about productivity. I've talked about, you know, today productivity, talk about mental health, talk about productivity. I've talked about, you know, Walt Disney World because I love going to Walt Disney World. And I just want to provide value. And I understood. Mm -hmm. I remember when I finally got this point that everyone doesn't listen to everyone like Everybody doesn't listen to every episode. They will look at the title and they go, hmm, you know, I'm not interested in the podcasting. They'll skip this one. Okay. But tomorrow will be another episode. They're like, oh, I like that episode. And so for me, the biggest thing is, is leading with value, being authentic. And the key is like on a blog post, it's all about the, the title. It's all about the title when you create a podcast episode. For the longest time, I was saying a conversation with Harry Morton. Now, if you know who Harry Morton is, that's awesome. But for most people, they need to know what the episode's about. Now, I could say a conversation with Oprah, and that's all I'd have to say because Oprah's sure. a big name. There's a big difference yeah. there. Yeah, absolutely. No, sadly, I'm not Oprah. Sorry to disappoint anyone that might have been <laughs> hoping for that. Uh, but... Uh, you know, you're absolutely right. The packaging around a podcast is so important. Podcast discovery is a, is a really challenging thing. It's a very old fashioned medium in many ways in that really the way that it spreads is through word of mouth. You, you, you discover a new show in many cases, the most common way of discovering a new show is because your friend said, Hey, or a family member said, Hey, you should go and listen to this podcast. And so you're going to check it out. Discovering new shows is very, very challenging. And so what you need to make it, you make, you need to make it incredibly clear what someone can expect to get from this episode when they listen so that it's there firstly they understand what value they're going to get by clicking that play button but also when they start listening they're not disappointed by what they hear you know so you need to you need to really clearly present what it is that you've got to offer them and how it's worth someone investing their time i mean in this case we've got like i guess your your episodes are usually around 30 minutes maybe mm -hmm. um so someone needs to know cool this is worth 30 minutes of my day uh, and so yeah, you need to lead with the, the the most kind of enticing element of that. So my name, sadly, as much as I'd like to be Joe Rogan, uh, sadly, my name is not as recognizable. So it's much more interesting to lead with what we're talking about today, which is podcasting. Now, let me go back to ads because one of my, here's my feeling about ads. Number one, I hate ads. I have a TiVo, uh, you know, I have an Apple TV plus. I don't like ads. So sure. I have to go watch the trailers if I want to go to the movies. Uh, I see a problem with a lot of podcasters just we talked about this already, just want to monetize. And I think your ads, if you're going to have ZipRecruiter, everyone has ZipRecruiter, everyone has Audible, everyone has 99design. You, mm -hmm. Your ads on your show have to be congruent with you. So if you are, for example, this is a really crazy example. If you're a vegan, I wouldn't have the national beef, uh, uh, beef right. lobby on your show. And, but it's a silly example. But you got to be careful because when you have an ad on your show, whether you realize it or not, you are endorsing that advertiser. So be very careful because your reputation's tied to the advertiser. And I'd like to have a speak on this because a lot of people don't think about that. They just think it's an ad. No, absolutely. I think we, you, you talked about authenticity before, right? And I think that's, uh, you know, you want to be, you want to be working with advertisers that are consistent with the audience you're serving, with the value that you're providing and, the, and, and your your beliefs, your, your values. Um, so no, I think that's super important. Um, 
but I, I also think, yeah, we talked about the sort of the fit with the advertiser to the audience. I think that's where there is, you know, we come back to the idea of having a very niche, very targeted, clear audience. Um, that's where you don't have to be working with huge brands like ZipRecruiter and, and, you know, MeUndies or, or whatever else. Um, you can instead, uh, you know, have, have an, an, a niche sponsor for a niche podcast. So, you know, um, I'm trying to think of an example, but you know, so like if you're, if you're taught, if you've got an accountancy, accountancy podcast, you might have zero that sponsors them and zero aren't going to sponsor every podcast out there. They're, they're too, they're too niche. They're too specific, but, um, but there's a really clear fit there. If you, um, you know, have an audience that's, that's clearly for them. So I think, yeah, there's a, it's about matching it with the audience. It's about being authentic to you and, and being able to stand behind the, the products and services that you're, you're kind of representing in, in sponsors. And you just brought something to my mind. There are two types of ads. There are sponsorships, which means to use your example, zero says I'll sponsor your show. And then there's affiliate links, which means that's what audible yeah. zip recruiter, anybody can promote those because you sign right. up for an affiliate account. And then every time someone uses your code, you get something, but a sponsorship is completely different. Absolutely. And then, you, you know, it's really up to you then to sort of, um, yeah, figure out with the sponsor exactly what that message is going to be and make sure that it aligns with, with, with what you're doing. Um, yeah, but so I think the sponsorship thing is, is really important, but it is, you know, coming back to our point, it's like, you know, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Well, in this case, it's the chicken or the egg. I don't know, but the, the, whichever version that is the podcast audience, you've got to grow that audience first yes. before you start thinking about the, the sponsorships and the monetization. And everybody looks at Joe Rogan, who has 10 minutes of ads in the beginning of the show. Joe Rogan has been podcasting, I think, since Jesus walked the earth. Okay. And (laughs) so he has the right to do as many ads as he wants. He earned that right. He earned that, what, a $100 million contract with Spotify or something like that. Yeah. Everybody looks at that and like, wow, I can't believe, I can't wait till I'm the next Joe Rogan. Your chances are you're probably a better chance of getting struck by lightning four times in the same hour than you being the next Joe Rogan. It could happen, but Joe Rogan's been working at this for a very, very long time. And he and got before he was podcasting, he was a comedian, right? Like he already yes. had an audience. He wasn't just that he's not just famous for being a podcaster. He yes. had a following. He had an audience already. And Fear Factor, too. He was on Fear Factor, which a lot of people don't realize. Go watch some old videos of is, Fear Factor. The, okay. He's got hair. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever see Fear Factor? No, I don't know what it is. Oh, I mean, they okay. showed it here he in Britain. The show. If they did, I didn't catch it. It's just a show. Go look it up on YouTube. They probably have episodes on YouTube. And or at least clips of it. And what it is, yeah. is that there'll be like a whole bunch of contestants and they have to do these really scary things. Maybe you have to eat bugs or maybe you okay. have to climb up a pole. And he was the host of it. And that's where he got to start from. That, OK, oh, he's the host. Fine. Yeah. And you know, I don't like his language, but I, I think he's a real dude. I mean, he lives in my state of Texas. He lives up in Austin and oh. he's a real He's a real guy. I mean, he really knows what he's talking about. But back in the day, see, podcasting, we talked about this already. Back in the day, you know, or now, you just go into Anchor or Lipson or I'm on Kajabi Podcast, whatever the case may be. It's so mm. easy. Back in the day, you had to code all that stuff in RSS feed, the HTML. He did all that stuff himself. Now, he has a team now. But when he first started, he learned himself. And a lot of mm-hmm. people don't understand that podcasting wasn't always as easy. No, absolutely, absolutely. No, the OGs from uh, from the the early two thousand and tens or whenever it, uh, whenever it was were, were really kind of figuring this stuff out. Um, uh, so yeah, I think yeah, there's never been a better time to start. But like you say, you you are more likely to get struck by lightning than be the next Joe Rogan. So I think it's much better to 
to think about. And the other thing that I think is important is that it's, this is one thing that we talk about with folks launching new podcasts all the time is um, a lot of times people are afraid. So I, my advice is always niche down, like make your show really specific, hyper specialized for one specific audience. And then a lot of the pushback I get is like, yeah, but I'm missing out on this opportunity for all these other listeners I could get. The The truth is, you know, the, the sort of brutal truth is that if your show is for everybody, it's for nobody. It's like a phrase that I often come back to. And I think, so what the advice is that I give is let's focus it as specific as we can possibly, because what we want to make sure is that when someone discovers this show, they go, this is exactly the show for me. Like this is the perfect podcast for me. And I never knew it existed. And I'm so glad that it does. Now that group of people that see that show and fe- have that feeling can be absolutely tiny. And that's great you know, because then you've got a real kind of nucleus of, of like your, your diehard fans here. And then from there you can start to branch out. So it might be that like your, your podcast is about kite surfing in the Philippines. And that's, you know, that, that's your thing. Your your audience is specifically Filipino kite surfers. And that's awesome. So you make this, this really specific thing. And then next year, like, okay, well maybe it's going to be kite surfing for the Philippines and Australasia. And so cool. You've just, you've opened up a slightly, slightly larger audience. And then, or maybe we're going to add just regular surfing to that as well. And so now we can kind of talk to more people and then it, you can kind of expand that circle, that, that sort of circle of, of, of relevant audience that you're trying to reach. Um, that is much more effective because you're going to have your sort of passionate audience in the middle. that's never going to go anywhere because they love you and everything that you represent. Um, but you're able to kind of grow that sphere of influence over time rather than coming out of the gates and saying, we are the new Joe Rogan and we are, <laughs> ev- everyone should listen to us, whether it's your grandma or whether it's your, you know, cousin from Germany, everyone should be listening to this podcast. That's a much harder sell. You know, it is. And <laughs> that's just so funny. Um, so when I started my podcast, it was all about productivity. All I talked about is productivity, but my awesome. core audience is still entrepreneurs. So this podcast is about podcasting, but entrepreneurs can learn about podcasting. Okay. Now I do sprinkle in some salt, like a uh, Disney world stuff, but mainly it's about helping you become a better version of you, but you're sure. exactly right. Your audience has to know what your show is about, but also no one, you can't prevent people from listening to your show. I know people who are single mothers that mm. listen to my show. They're not entrepreneurs. They, they love my personality, love the guests. So you understand that even if you're, like you say, niching down, that doesn't mean other people won't listen to your show. And that's one of the Absolutely. things I struggle with. I thought, well, if I just do entrepreneur, no, other people are still going to listen. It's okay if they listen. Absolutely. And that's exactly right. Um, yeah, that that again, that's the pushback I get. Folks are like, oh, if I make it so specific, then other people won't listen. The truth is they they will. <laughs> um, lots of people will find that that interesting. And and so yeah, the more the more targeted, the more hyper specific you make it, the more interesting it becomes to different people. Um so yeah, it's kind of counterintuitive, but that's that's the truth of it. Have you had enough or are you hungry for more? You can find more of Mr. Productivity on TikTok facebook and instagram all you have to do is go to those apps and search for mr productivity two words mr productivity on tiktok facebook and instagram yeah i i tell you i'm so glad i found the wonderful world of podcasting because you know here i am in my spare bedroom of my house in my studio my complicated studio is a macbook air a -hmm. microphone and headphones and zencaster that is so 
incredible how I can do this. You're over in uh, the UK. I'm over here in Texas and we have this conversation. It's just amazing. I mean, I grew up, I was born in 1965. They didn't have technology like this. They're they're You know, I would never have met you ever because I would right. have to take a boat or a plane right over there. Now it's different. And, and, but I don't want people under to think, wow, it's so easy to get into podcasting. It's easy to start a blog. You can, you can go start being a writer for medium. You can start mm-hmm. your own YouTube channel, but what you already mentioned before, Harry, is what makes you unique? Why should we watch a YouTube channel or read your articles on your blog? What's unique about you? Because if you're just like everyone else, then people are going to go, ah, seen it. So you got to be different. And I see a lot of people, they're trying to copy Joe Rogan or Tim Ferriss or Gary Vaynerchuk. And you got to be you. You want mm-hmm. because people can, there's nothing you know or nothing you can say that's going to be earth shattering. They want to hear your story. Only you know your story. And I think so many people are just trying to look at the Gary Vaynerchuks and copy him. No, learn from Gary and then make it your own. No, I 100% agree. Um, and I think, you know, you, you mentioned that your audience is entrepreneurs. I think one of the things that early stage podcasters should should do more of is something that we, we see clients that get great success with, which is uh, instead of focusing on the audience, so instead of trying to be the next Joe Rogan and build an amazing, huge listener base instead say okay let's use podcasting as an amazing uh tool to to speak with folks you mentioned where i'm here in the uk and you're there in the states using it as a, as a door opener to have conversations with really valuable people in your area so let's say for example you're a productivity coach and you want, want to work with more entrepreneurs to help them uh it, you're, to help them well when you if you were starting today with zero audience you could instead say, well, I could try and make a show that's interesting for entrepreneurs, uh, educate them about productivity and try and build an audience. And that would be a perfectly valid thing. And, and, and you could absolutely do that. What you could do instead, well, you'd still be doing the same thing. But what you'd be doing is reaching out to the guests of your show would be people that were your ideal clients. You identify, cool, this is exactly what my ideal client looks like. These are the folks I want to work with. Instead of trying to build a show for them, I'm going to make them the guests on my show. So that even if I have 10 people that listen to my podcast, I don't care because I just had an amazing conversation with what is ultimately a prospect for my business. Mm. Um, so I think that's a really great place that folks should start is like, cool, let's just make the first 50 guests on your podcast, make them these ideal prospects. And then what you've had is 50 conversations. That's an episode a week for a whole year. Uh, well, 52, I guess, if we're being <laughs> uh, you know, pedantic about it. Um, that's 52 high value conversations with some prospects for your business. And by the way, in that time, you'll be building your audience. You know, you'll be growing that listener base as well because that will organically happen. Um, but it means you're getting value from from that exercise right from the early days and you're, you're able to effectively monetize it in an indirect way. I love it. And the final thing I will say about podcasting when you get into it, and everyone does this, so I know I'm going to say this and you're going to ignore it because you're going to do it too. Don't look at your <laughs> download numbers. I did it for the Absolutely. first year. I was obsessed. And then I realized just because someone downloads your show, doesn't mean they listen to it. I got episodes on my iPhone. I have been listening. They've been there for six months. So downloads right. don't mean listens. So no. to your point, the, the number that you should the, the number that you should obsess over. I think it's. I completely agree. It's unhealthy to look at your numbers all the time because it just isn't good. But the the data that you should look at is the engagement data. So if you go into Apple Podcast Connect or you go into Spotify for podcasters or podcasters.spotify.com, you can see on an individual episode basis, what percentage of your episode yeah. your listeners are listening to. So if you can see that, sure, you've got 20 listeners, but 
95% of those people are listening to your entire episode, that means that you've got a really engaged audience because they're listening to your entire episode. Yes. If though you've got a million, a million listeners and they're, and the average listener is only checking out 5% of your episode, well, you've got a big problem there. You've got loads of listeners, but no one actually cares about what you're making. So the much more useful number to focus on is rather than the number of listeners you've got is how much, what is that engagement rate? Because if you're getting, uh, yeah, an 85% plus engagement rate, which is sort of the benchmark of a really successful show, that's, that show is going to grow organically because folks are, are obviously enjoying it. It's resonating. They're going to share it with people. Um, so that's the number I, I have folk, people kind of really look at. And, and well, we over. talked a lot about uh, podcasting, one of my favorite topics in the world today. So where can we go to find out more about you and the dent you're putting in the universe? Sure. Uh, thanks, Mark. You can go to lowerstreet.co uh, for everything about what we do in podcasting. And you can follow me on Twitter at Podcast Harry. So Excellent. To connect there. Podcast Harry. Not to be referred to uh, what Prince Harry? That's not you, right? Exactly. Well, it's either, it's either the prince or the wizard. You can kind of pick whichever, <laughs> okay. whichever direction you'd like to go. Appreciate you, Harry. Thanks for being here. Mark, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your time and attention for listening to this episode of the Mark Stucheski podcast. Hey, are you a Mark Stucheski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter where I will send you value multiple times a week. And I promise you, every time I send an email out to my insiders, it always has value. So if you want to sign up absolutely free, just head on over to mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com.